Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dot com. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Thought, you know, overall our pitching was pretty good. Um, Cody Cody threw the ball good, threw, threw a lot of strikes. I think he was up to 50 pitches somewhere in there. We could have left him in, but we just felt like if we left him in much longer, he wouldn't be able to pitch probably till game three, which is Saturday. And you know, if we didn't play till Friday, we might have left him another inning or two. But, you know, he threw good enough to, to gain, I think he gained some confidence. We gained confidence in him. That was good to see. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We're going to go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. So we're going to talk about everything in the sports world that you want to talk about. And you can get after us. On the text line, the First Arkansas Bank text line, 501-661-1037. You can also call us on that same number. You'll have the Asher Record Live fan feedback. You can get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And, of course, today, since it is a Wednesday, we're going to have quite a few guests on as Curtis Wilkerson will join us in the first hour. We're here in about, geez, 20 minutes because he'll give us the updates on all the things going on with Razorback basketball, especially the news about Jordan Walsh. We'll have Pat Bradley joining us as well in the 2 o'clock hour. We're going to have Connor O'Gara once again in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll have uh, all the NBA playoff talk and uh, some of the things that happened last night as well as uh, heading into tonight. And, of course, your phone calls and text messages, it's going to be a full one. And, of course, uh, you got to start the, the show off today with the news, as we just mentioned, of uh, Jordan Walsh officially announcing that he will be taking his talents to the NBA, but still retaining eligibility if he decided to return, similar to what Devo Davis did. Uh, I understand how he put it that way, and which, by the way, Curtis Wilkerson of Hawk Sports is one that broke the story for this, so that was that was awesome uh, for Curtis. So that's why one of the re- main reasons we'll have him on is uh, he was had a very good conversation with Jordan Walsh and his family. But still, now that Jordan Walsh officially has said, I am going to go to the NBA, retaining my eligibility, I know you never want to say a guaranteed, Joe, but just I still don't think he's going to be coming back. I, like I get what he's saying, but I, I still think he's going to just end up staying pro. If I'm, you know honest. what, some of that is is we know that the players and the team, the schools, the coaching staff, they have conversations throughout this process. Some of that probably comes from the coaches, where they say, "Okay, this is what we see. Go, go see what what you hear and." And uh, what happens at some of these pre-draft camps, the combine, if you're fortunate enough to be invited to that, and uh, we, you know, we're we're putting this roster together, and we'll we'll possibly have a spot for you, and uh, we can get some NIL stuff going for you, and so some of that has to do with that conversation that you have with the school. Yeah, because it's like if you look at the the comments, which by the way, if you want to read the full article at Hogsports.com, uh, you need to go check it out, but. Uh, essentially what Jordan Walsh told Curtis is that just like playing in March Madness, this this is another big dream that I've had. I want to thank God for helping me get to where I am today. My parents who have always been there for me and always looked out for me and made sure I was able to get to practices and workouts. They've traveled with me to every single game so they can cheer me on personally. I want to thank them because without them, none of this would be possible. That being said, I'm declaring for the NBA draft, but I will still maintain my college eligibility. 
And you know, when I when I hear that, I think it's I don't want to say that there's a doubt because some people are kind of taking it as like, oh, there's doubt in that player's mind or in Devo's mind that they're not good enough for the NBA. I don't see it that way. I see it as more, I have this opportunity to check things out, but if I don't hear what I want to hear or if I if they say, hey, these are the things you need to work on, I still want to come back to college because if I want to work on those things, if I know that if there's a certain level I want to get to, if I want to work on those things, I want to be able to come back to college to not only develop under Eric Musselman, but also have you know the great crowds and fans and have the NIL uh, opportunities, things like that to where I, I, I know what I want to hear, and if I don't hear it, I can come back and still have that opportunity too. Another part of it that people don't think about, and there is a certain window when you can get into the transfer portal, but when you maintain your college eligibility, you can also go that route depending on what that window is, and that's why sometimes you see that players are in the portal, they've declared, and they've been in contact with certain schools where they've said to that school, yes, I'm, I'm coming there. But also you see at the same time that their options are open where they're available for the NBA draft as well. Yeah, Tremont Mark is the, the best example of that, who's committed to Arkansas out of the portal, but still is uh, you know declared or at least going to be trying the waters in the NBA. So it's about options for these guys and for a lot of these players. And with particularly Walsh, and even Devo, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, put words in anybody's mouth or just assume things because we know what assuming does. But I just have also a hard time believing that the way that Muss and the staff has been getting after it in the transfer portal and everything, I just don't know if they're going to wait on two guys. Like just wait, just have these two scholarships open, and just waiting on them until they decide what they want to do when they're trying to get as much talent in here. And maybe they are. Maybe that's part of the plan, and they've discussed it with Muss, and that's fine. But it just seemed like how hot and heavy that uh, Muss and the staff were getting after it in the portal. I mean, just to be waiting that long with the uncertainty of not knowing if you have a, a spot for him or not when you could be talking to other people that are looking to come in and could be able to add some value. It just seems like it's a, it's a very dangerous game to play if you're the coaching staff of whether you wait or whether you move on at this point. Well, Coach Muss hasn't spoken on it this offseason so far, but going back to last offseason, he was asked about it numerous times and asked about Jalen Williams. Yep. Hey, are you guys in contact? You know, what, are you knowing what his next move may be? Is he going to stay in the NBA draft? And Musk at the time kind of shut everything down where he said, Jalen is not a part of this roster right now. He's in the NBA draft, and that's how we have to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the smart way to look at it. And that's, again, another uh, prime example or prime reason why I feel like uh, these, these guys are going to just, whether it's Devo or Walsh or both, I feel like they're going to go on. I, uh, now, I, will both of them come back? No. I feel like that. I feel like that's just almost impossible. I just getting it, just going off my gut feeling. I don't think both of them come back. One of them might, but I still feel like both of them are going to end up going. So, just personally uh, thinking about it, think that Jordan Walsh and and don't think he's coming back, but think that he would be more likely to come back than Devo simply because. Devo has been in college for three years and having to deal with a lot of change going on in college. So why not go deal with some change with the next opportunity? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's because that's the thing with you got to remember with Devo is, you know, he has been a very huge contributor to this Razorback basketball team for three straight years. It wasn't like he had to bide his time. And then, you know, last year was finally when he started got playing time. It's like, no, he's been a, a key contributor for three straight years. And we know what he's able to accomplish. We know what he's been able to do and what he's been able to add to the mix. You know, I, I don't know. If I was 21 years old and I had gone through all that and knowing that if I do come back, I'm going to have to go restart it all over again and get with a new team and everything. No guarantee on minutes. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, the amount of guards that they're adding into the mix, yeah, there's just too much uncertainty about it. So, uh, yeah, because I thought maybe Devo would be the one that comes back. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going along with it where my gut instinct uh, has not always been obviously correct when it came to the transfer portal or these players, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like you're right with Devo and being older and being a part of college basketball as long as he has. Uh, he might use this as an opportunity to, to take that next step, well, more so than Walsh, because he can, you know, of course, come back for his sophomore year. But because there are so many options at the pro level, also you're yeah. talking overseas leagues, G League. There are a lot of options there to try to play your way into the NBA if you don't get drafted or you get left off a summer league roster and don't make the team, there are other options and other ways to go about 
finally achieving that dream. Yeah, so we're going to talk a lot about that. And again, Curtis Wilkerson is going to join us in the next segment as uh, he'll be able to provide some uh, light. Maybe we can get a little bit of an indication from him of what he thinks Walsh is going to do or where he's leaning towards uh, whether staying pro or actually coming back to the University of Arkansas. So we'll get to that, but uh, we already got some early phone calls coming in. So let's try to work through them. Uh, let's go to Brent, who's in Stuttgart. What's up, Brent? What's up, Omniscient One and Joe? What's going on today? <laughs> hey, what's, what's up, up Brent? Hey, John. Yeah. I just want to tell you, I love, I love your your locked on Razorback this this morning, and and um, I'm glad that you and people people around the state of Arkansas already know it, but I I hope that the national pundits in college baseball will start giving Dave Van Horn the props that he deserves for this year's team, okay? Uh, I'm so tired of hearing about how great Wes Johnson is and the head coach at LSU and what and Tommy Tanks and all that other stuff. I mean, uh, Wes Johnson was here. He hit, he hit the pavement to go to the major leagues and decided that wasn't for him. He's gone to LSU. Let's flush him. Let's get him out of. Let's get him out of our system. Well, okay? here, here's the thing, uh, too, Brent. That uh, people forget, and, this, and Dave Van Horn made sure he made this known that uh, before they hired Wes Johnson to LSU, they wanted Matt Hobbs. They they talked to him oh, first yeah. before uh, Wes Johnson. So Dave always wanted everyone to know. He's like, oh, you think Wes Johnson? Yeah. Well, just know that they wanted our guy first. Oh no, no doubt. I quote that to everybody because I saw that press conference with Coach Van Horn. And let's get over it. That Tony Botello and Frank Anderson are the second coming of uh, Babe Ruth and uh, Casey Stangle, okay? Because they're they're not. Tennessee's terrible. They can't they can't feel the ball, they can't catch the ball, but other than that they're pretty good. <laughs> uh, but on to the uh Jordan Walsh thing, goodness gracious. I I hate it when a young man I don't hate it for them because that's their dream to go to the NBA. But but as I see it right now, he's not on any on any draft. I don't see his name anywhere. And if I had a choice between going to Angola and playing basketball and uh, being an Arkansas Razorback, and the same goes for Devo, I'm staying at Arkansas. But I also heard today, and I want to know if you know it's true, that Hunter Dickinson is choosing between Arkansas and Kansas. Have you heard that? I mean, I know that they're very much uh, in the running, and he's doing a visit to Kansas, and uh, you know, not nothing's for sure guaranteed or anything like that, as we know. But I, I would say that things have at least recently maybe cooled on the whole Hunter Dickinson to Arkansas thing. Now things can change, as we know, things can change. But just from the latest I've heard, is Kansas apparently is really making some big strides when it comes to his recruitment. That's just what I've heard. Hey, but you know all Hunter Dickinson needs to know? Arkansas, Arkansas whooped that Kansas you-know-what. <laughs> Kansas was going home, and we were moving on. That's mm-hmm. all I can say. Have a great day. All right, Brent, Brent appreciate you calling in. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love that to be the case, but I don't know. If Hunter Dickinson's choosing between the two, it may not be. Uh, well, who, who won last year? <laughs> it's more like who could put me in the best position to not only – have a great opportunity here in college, but get me ready for the next level as well. Yep. That's probably what he's most and concerned about. And where can you make a difference? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. But we are up against it. We're going to have more Wide Open Wednesday coming up. We'll have more phone calls and text messages. Also have Curtis Wilkerson. He'll join us talk about Razorback basketball. I'm sure we'll bring up Hunter Dickinson with him because I'm sure he has something to say about it. But we'll get to that and a lot more next here on Out of Bounds on a Wide Open Wednesday. Stay with us. For interior, exterior, commercial, and residential painting, hire the pros at Serta Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Sports Center. Jordan Walsh declared for the NBA draft this morning, but did maintain his college eligibility. Walsh averaged seven points, four rebounds, and one steal on 43% from the field, 28% from three, and 71% from the line in his freshman season. He had two standout performances in March Madness defending. He's projected to go anywhere from late first to late second, depending on what service you look at. Last night, Arkansas baseball beat Central Arkansas 6-3. The Hogs improved to 30-7 with the win. 
Freshman Christian Fouch got his first win of his career as he threw for two scoreless innings. Arkansas will be in Athens this weekend as they start their three-game series with Georgia tomorrow. And Arkansas softball also got a midweek win as they beat Texas A&M Commerce 8-1. They're 32-12 on the season. They'll face 16th-ranked Kentucky and Lexington for a three-game series starting on Friday night. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Why wrestle over high interest rates when you can get 0%? Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is laying all incentives on the table, including 0% on new Silverados, 1.9% on new Equinox, no payments for 90 days, and sales tax paid on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Call 501-982-2102, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Morning Mayhem has your chance to win every Friday morning with Finish the Lyric. Justin Moore will give you the first part of the lyric. If you can finish it, you win. It's brought to you by Whitehall Fresh Market, your home for the best seafood, fresh cooked-to-go dishes, sandwiches, and, of course, the best meat selections you'll find anywhere. Arkansas weather can go from mild one day to wild the next. So make sure you have experience on your side. Barry Brandt, Todd Jacobian, Melinda Mayo, and James Bryant. Channel 7 Weather, the team with the most experience. Admired by his peers and beloved by his state, Channel 7 Sports Director Steve Sullivan is the newest inductee into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Sully, a true legend of Arkansas sports broadcasting. Are you a fan of Twin Peaks? Sign up for their e-club to stay up to date on all things Twin Peaks and score free stuff. Signing up is easy. Just visit TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Peaks-Club to get started today. Are you looking for a job where you can have a ton of fun and make great money? Twin Peaks is the team for you. They're looking for Twin Peaks girls, cooks, bussers, barbacks, and more. Text WORK4TP to 85000 to apply. That's WORK, the number 4, TP to 85000 to apply. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See agent Michael Thomason in Little Rock or Justin Sellers in North Little Rock for a free insurance review. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. The 3-2 pitch on the way. Swing and a drive right center field. Back it goes. That ball going to get out of here. And Tavian Josenberger gives the Razorbacks the lead. With a home run in front of the video board. A two-run shot. The Razorbacks up and they love it at Baum. On 103.7 The Buzz. Leather glove, no sequence. Buckles on the jacket, it's elite. Nike crossbody, got a piece in it. Got a dance, but it's really on some street. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide. It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. And want to remind you about our rockin' relief going on tonight at Sticky, starting at 6 o'clock, going all the way until 10 o'clock tonight. 
and have some great music, great vibes, and all the great donations that will be uh, given to those who need the relief here in Arkansas after the uh, storms from just a few weeks ago. And also want to remind everybody that if you go to 1037thebuzz.com, not only can you find more information, also purchase your tickets, which will be $20, but uh, we also have a silent auction going on where the amount of items that are being bid on right now is insane. Like, it's not just something where you go on and say, like, oh, a few items here and there. It's like, no, there's, there's uh, 69 items as of right now. Nice, right? But uh, there's a few things that uh, have just been added to the mix, and I think uh, one of the coolest things is uh, the fact that Jamie McAfee, who's the GM and executive chef at the Pine Bluff Country Club, he's going to prepare a five-course dinner, private five-course dinner for up to eight guests. He'll either do it at your house or you can go to the Pine Bluff Country Club and he can do it there. You can bid on that. How about attending a Justin Moore concert of your choice? He's going to be there tonight, but this is a little bit better where you now get to go to a concert, you get some backstage passes, get to have hotel uh, reservations there too, and that's just one of the many items that you can go through and check out. So be sure to head over to 1037thebuzz and click on the Rock and Relief link, and you'll get all the information and all the cool items that you'll be able to bid on with all the proceeds going to those who need it the most in the tornado relief. I'm excited about tonight. It's going to be great. I mean, we had a great event last week, and then tonight, of course, being at Stickies, just being able to, to see everybody from who listened to the buzz and, and is involved in the great music, and uh, I'm sure the, the fun auction items that will be talked about and discussed will be also really cool, too. It'll be nice to be in a, a intimate setting also, so... Not as many people will be able to get there, so it is more limited, and that's why it makes it even more special. That's right. So you better get in on it. If you're trying to go, get in on it right now and go to 1037thebuzz.com for that. Uh, we'll have Curtis Wilkinson on here in a few minutes, but let's go ahead and get to Navy Mike. What's up, Navy? Hey, what's up, John? And uh, what's up, Joe? Um, you know, I, I, I got a doozy for you. Um, you always do. You know, I, well, I mean, this is just it blows my mind. I, I was watching, man, this is real. Like, I can't even make this up. I'm, I was watching, sitting here watching Sports Center, and Tua comes on. Um, he's having like a press conference, like a little mini press conference down there in Miami, and he literally goes, like, he literally says, um, and I quote, "I'm taking Brazilian jiu-jitsu to learn how to fall," and I was like, "What?" It, Joe, you know, for, for for like combat sports fans like me, and like and you know, I know you are too, Joe. First off, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that you don't learn how to fall in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What what that art is is to take a fight down to the ground to where you can end the contest and like with the various you know joint locks or chokes and whatnot. You, you take the fight down to the ground on your terms. Um, look, Tua doesn't need to learn how to fall. He already knows how to fall. That's the problem. He needs to learn how to stay upright. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he learns how to slide, how to step them in the pocket to avoid the outside rush, get rid of the football, whether downfield or, or, or throw, it, throw it out of bounds. You know, that's not going to translate over to the football field. You know, I don't care if he becomes a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's not going to put a defensive end in a triangle choke or a, 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 a Kimura or an Americana submission hold if he's concussed. You know what I'm saying? These like, guys have well, alternate methods of how they train off the field. You've seen some guys that take dance lessons, ballet. They take martial arts. Let the man do what he wants to do. And his wording may, may not be to look, what you like there, but that that's what he believes is going to help him on the field. Look, anything that can help him, God forbid he don't do it. I, I, and I like to. I, you know, I, I hope he does play for a while. But that just just saying that is not that doesn't translate. It doesn't. Those two, they're different. You know. Um, and real quick about the the Draymond, you know, suspension. I that's big. Um, if they go down three zero, it's pretty much over. Uh, but you know, you got to have a better head on your shoulders. And, and Draymond plays with a lot of passion and a lot of emotion in, in the moment. And that's what makes him great. You know, a lot of people don't like Draymond. I, I like him. I like I like players that have that bad guy, bad boy persona. But you know, when the boss is sitting in the stands, the big boss, you you gotta be mindful of what you're doing when you're on the court. You know, so uh, that that one game suspension could loom large. You know, so you know, and they can't even uh, look obviously on their way up. So, uh, anyways, that, I was a guy. You guys coming from that one, <laughs> and uh, y'all take care, man. All right, appreciate See you, Mike. Appreciate it, Nate. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's, man, playing the hits early here. Stan's in Little Rock. What's up, Stan? John, my man, how you doing? 
Doing good, Stan. How about you? All right, all right. Freaking Joe. What's up, Stan? Joe Franklin, my man. <laughs> hey, man, look at it. I ain't going to hold y'all long. Hey, check it out. I'm, 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 how, long, how long Dave Van Horn been coaching baseball up there? <sighs> 20 years there, Stan. By, 20 by years. How long? 20 years. 20 years. Okay. Great coach. Great coach. Yep, yeah. I, I ain't going to say good. I say, I say great coach. He, be, he almost made it. He almost knocked on the door and kicked it in. He's 20 years. Uh, a lot of fans, a lot of people look at me funny. Can I keep it real, Frankie Joe? Frankie Joe. Yeah, he, you can keep it real. You can keep it real. Uh, Frankie Joe, can I, I got to ask Frankie Joe. Can I well, keep it real, he, He's on phone right now, so you're going to have to listen to oh, me. Okay, anyway, man, he ain't going to win no championship, man. He was a great coach down. I ain't take that with him. He great coach. They're not going to win no national championship, yeah. man. Nolan hey, Richardson's the only people, one. A lot, of people, a lot of baseball fans going to look at me funny. I'm just yeah. keeping it real, man. Yeah, he ain't going to win no championship, yeah. man. He's not I know. Hey, Stan, we appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Good Lord. All right. So, like, this, I mean, it is a wide open Wednesday, and we do like uh, getting different uh, takes and callers. But when it's the same take, or at least the same type of callers that are just uh, asinine, he's putting it mildly, is already, we're off to a roaring start. So, anyways, don't, don't, don't hold it against us, folks. <laughs> We've got more to talk about on a wide open Wednesday because uh, we know uh, basketball is ever ongoing, especially with this transfer portal stuff and, of course, the news about Jordan Walsh. Moving on to the NBA, at least officially announcing it, uh, we we got to dive into it more and get to a little bit more detail on it. And he didn't announce it via social media like so many people do. He actually announced it via Curtis Wilkerson of HawkSports.com. He's got a great article on HawkSports.com you can check out. And having a, uh, an interview with Curtis uh, with uh, Jordan and about his decision to go pro. And he joins us now on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Curtis, appreciate you joining us, and uh, I'm a little jealous, man, that you were able to score the exclusive scoop interview with Jordan Walsh, man. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. No, it, it was really, really cool, and I, I'm just happy to to be able to share that story. Um, you know, it's a, it's been a wild ride for, for Jordan Walsh going all the way back to his recruitment. You know, I, I think back to when he was – you know, between his junior and senior year in high school, this, this he was a three-star recruit. If you go back and look at it, man, he's just really exploded, and it, it's been a lot of fun to follow him throughout the recruitment process. And obviously, you know, along the way with his, his freshman year at, at Arkansas, so uh, you know, it was, it was decision time. I, I think they had uh, just a little while longer here, a few days longer before you know any announcements had to be made for these underclassmen who were hoping to at least maintain their eligibility to return should they want to, and, and he was ready to make that decision and shared that story with us at Hawk Sports, and, and we were glad to put it out there for him. Was that the biggest factor with the timing, the fact that he is able to maintain that college eligibility? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's part of it, and, and, you know, I think everybody kind of operates on their own timeline. You know, some guys... Uh, or just in different situations, whether it's, you know, knowing uh, that they're going to be drafted high. You think about somebody like, uh, you know, a Nick Smith who came in. I think everybody pretty much presumed that he was going to be a, a one and done and a high draft pick. Um, and, you know, there are other guys who are in situations like Jordan's where you really have a lot to weigh in the decision-making process. You know, I think uh, with him, you know, you hear a lot of people who say, well, you know, if he comes back and, and next year is a, you know, maybe a weaker draft class. If he takes that next step, he could really propel himself into first-round status or, or maybe even a little bit higher than that. Uh, but, you know, I, I think he's also a guy who has a ton of upside and extremely high ceiling. Uh, he's popping up on mock draft boards now. And, and then what you have to consider with a guy like Walsh is, uh, you know, he's somebody who profiles uh, that could really help his stock by going to the combine. You know, he, we know he's such a, a freakish athlete, I think he's going to test out really well when he gets there. Uh, we know from talking to him throughout the course of the year, he's a really good interview. I think he's going to impress some front offices. So uh, there was a lot that, that went into weighing into that decision for him. And, you know, they took their time and they were thorough with it. And this is kind of the conclusion they came to. So, Curtis, just uh, from what you gather and, and as far as him retaining his eligibility, I mean, what is the likelihood of that? Because we know him and Devo are kind of going around at the same path and keeping that option open, I just feel, at least with my gut, I feel like Walsh, I just don't see him coming back. But what what do you think that went into that decision? Is that something also that he talked with Coach Muss and the staff to where if he does decide to come back, that that window will still be open for him? Is that something that's confirmed? 
Yeah, that part of it, I'm not sure about. To, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, I, I'm sure that they've been, you know, communicating throughout the process. I mean, even as, as soon as the end of the uh, the UConn game of the Sweet 16, when we talked to Jordan in the locker room, he had mentioned, uh, you know, the coaching staff had, had already kind of put a plan together for him for player development and things like that over the course of the offseason, regardless of what the next step would be. So, I'm sure they've been involved in that. I I don't have any of that confirmed and. Uh, you know, it is interesting. We've, we've talked about it before in terms of guys testing the waters. You know, if they ultimately decide they want to come back, well, what happens then? Because from a, you know, from a strictly basketball business standpoint, look, we know Arkansas is not going to put a halt on the portal process here. You know, they're going to continue to recruit and, and try to field the best team they can. But I, I get the sense, you know, if, if a guy like Jordan Walsh decides he wants to, you know, come back and, return and give it another go for a sophomore season, I, I would imagine Arkansas would be motivated to figure out a way to make that work. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that's, that's probably where that stands. And then, you know, as far as, as Jordan is concerned, you know, whether he, I think he'll ultimately come back or not, you know, I think anytime somebody declares to the draft, whether they're testing the waters, maintaining their eligibility or not, you have to go into that process with both feet in. Uh, and so I think that's where the full focus would be for him right now, just in terms of uh, you know, really up in his stock and, and showing, you know, his, his best foot forward, whatever cliche you want to throw in there. But I think he's all in on that process. And once you start getting feedback and, and get a better idea of where you stand, then maybe that's where you start to think about some of the other possibilities. We just might not know about that for a few weeks here. So basketball is about more than scoring, but whenever people are thinking about these players moving on, they're thinking about scoring first and foremost. But for Jordan Walsh, what are some of those skills you see in him that projects to being a pro and to the next level. Yeah, he's so versatile. I, I think you bring up a good point. You know, I think people always think about the scoring column, and uh, you know, you look at, at Jordan's numbers. You know, he he wasn't a double digit scorer, but he just did so many things, and he's such a versatile player. You know, he's a guy that can, you know, I, I think play two or three different positions. You know, in the NBA, I, I think he continues to improve that three point shot, which is something that you know he told me in the in the interview that that's really a focus of his, you know, he really profiles as one of those three and D type of wings. Uh, and man, you can't get enough of those in the NBA. They're littered all over rosters. So, uh, you know, I, I think the versatility he brings into the table. We know that he's a high level athlete. Uh, we know that he's still raw and developing. So there's a lot of growth to be had in his game, but man, he just makes a lot of winning plays. He's a competitor, he's tough, he's hard nosed. He's got a good head on his shoulders. And he's so disruptive with that length defensively. He can guard multiple positions. So there's really a market for the type of skill set that he brings. And, and, you know, maybe some of his, you know, I don't want to call them weaknesses, but areas that he can continue to improve, there's room for that growth and reason to believe that he'll be able to find it. Speaking with Curtis Wilkerson of HawkSports.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, Curtis, uh, also with Jordan Walsh, I know he talked about his decision, but uh, in, in the interview that you had with him on HawkSports.com, did he reflect on the season? Did he, did he, how did he look back upon his one year or potentially one year at Arkansas with the ups and downs? And was uh, what were some of the things that stood out to you as far as him looking back upon this past year? Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. You know, I, I, he kind of kind of walked through the entire process. You know, when I was talking to him about it, and uh, you know, it goes all the way back to the recruitment. And you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how he kind of blew up and, and blossomed into a, you know a five star recruit, a McDonald's All American. Um, and, and he was being pursued heavily by a lot of people, but he really fell in love with, with Arkansas and what they had to offer. And, uh, you know, it was a place that felt like home to him. And, you know, when he arrived on campus, um, obviously with, with that five-star status, we know that came with a lot of high expectations. But there was an adjustment period because, you know, you think about him and, and Nick and Anthony and all those guys, they were freshmen. And a lot of these experiences were new. We heard Eric Musselman talk about it over and over and over throughout the course of the season that, you know, even heading into January and SEC play throughout the year, these guys are still experiencing things for the first time. And, and so there were a lot of lessons to be learned and a lot of growth to be had for Jordan and those guys. Um, and he talked a lot about that, you know, just kind of a lot about the growth from, you know, just being a bunch of strangers who were kind of put together to, to hopefully form a really good basketball team and how they developed a brotherhood and became a family and, uh, you know, I thought that was that was a really cool insight from him, and just you know, uh, just the little things like going from non-conference play and, and playing in front of packed houses in Bud Walton Arena to going on the road and getting that experience in hostile environments in the SEC, and just kind of the mental mindset adjustment that goes along with that. And um, obviously, he had a lot to say about the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's been a that's a dream of everyone's, but it certainly was his. And they talked about growing up how. You know, you always maybe you get out there in the in the front yard and, and you're playing out in your hoop in the front yard and 
you know, you're hitting the game-winning basket or the big shot or taking down the number one seed. And, you know, for them to be able to, to beat Kansas and advance to the Sweet 16 and, and for him to play such a, a critical role in that, I, I think it really, really meant a lot to him. Prior to Jordan Walsh making this announcement, he put out a video, you know, prior to the decision. So did he mention anything about the meaning behind the video and the message he was sending with that? No, uh, no, not really. We didn't talk about the video, but, you know, from my standpoint, the way I look at it, I know a lot of, or, or at least a decent amount, maybe of Arkansas fans looked at it and they were like, man, is he is he teasing us? What's going on there? And I, I guess from that standpoint, I understand it, but I, I kind of try to put myself in, in Jordan's shoes. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, gone through a lot over the course of, of, of a short amount of time in terms of expectations. And uh, he's got a lot of responsibilities and decisions that have been put on him that, most of us didn't have to deal with when we were 18, 19 years old. You know, so when you get to this point, uh, you know, and you, and you played a season of college basketball and you're weighing with a, with a life-altering decision, uh, you know, I, I think that's important to him and something that he really thought hard about and really tried to lean on the people that, you know, care for him, that were in his inner circle. And, and I think the video reflects that decision. You know, I, I certainly wasn't intended to be a – a tease or anything like that, but it's something that weighed on his mind and it was a, a big deal for him. And um, I think he was just trying to convey that before he made the announcement. All right, Curtis, uh, let, let's get to really what people want to know about. Give us some tea, give us some juice, give us some, uh, give us a little bit of something with the transfer portal and, and what's going on. Cause you know, everyone's hyped up about, Ooh, Hunter Dickinson or Ooh, some other big time player, but uh, just kind of, do you have any updates or what can you really say about what's going on right now for the next step for this staff? Sure. Well, I, I can tell you this. I don't. I don't think portal season's over for Arkansas. <laughs> there's there's a long way to go here. I, I still think they're motivated to make a, another addition, possibly you know two. Um, you can never sleep on Eric Musselman and, until it's all said and done. I think I said last week. You know, until the team is on campus and going through summer workouts, um, I consider anything possible, and and that's definitely going to be the case this year. Uh, yeah, you know, with Hunter Dickinson, I, I think Arkansas would love to have him. I mean, he's a game-changing talent. I think we've got him ranked number one in our, our transfer portal rankings at 24-7 sports for a reason. Uh, and, you know, Arkansas has a lot to offer where the program is and the success that they've had. And, you know, with guys like that, though, I, I think you have to get them on campus to give yourself a real shot. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of rumblings out there about that. I, I don't think there's anything set in stone on that front right now, but, Look, you know, Dickinson, it's, it's a unique recruitment. He's a guy that's been in the spotlight a lot throughout the course of his career, but he's keeping that really close to the vest. There's not a ton of info out there. And then we know that, you know, Eric Musselman and that coaching staff, they can really operate behind the scenes and in silence with the best of them. So, you know, I don't think there's anything there on that front right now in terms of getting them on the campus. Uh, you never know, man. Things change really quickly in the portal, so we're definitely going to keep an eye on it and, and see what happens there. Uh, I think he goes to visit Kansas tomorrow and, you know, maybe eyes on them. I know they've been one of the schools that's kind of been perceived as a favorite there. But, look, you know, whether it's it's him or somebody else down the road, like I said, I, I think Arkansas is motivated to make an addition. You know, as I look at the roster, I think they could use maybe another, you know, big man who could make an impact in there at center. And, and maybe that's why people are so enamored with, with the big teller from Michigan there. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility either for them to look into that, you know, that, that coveted, uh, type of athlete that Muscleman likes who's long and athletic and can play the three or the four who's versatile and can guard multiple positions. So you might see something on that front as well. Well, I'm just going to be holding out hope for every single player that's good to just come to Arkansas just uh, just to keep my uh, options open there. But uh, as you mentioned, it, it's a crazy time and you can't rule anything out. But uh, each and every day it seems like something's developing, so we'll be able to uh, keep on top of that. I know you will as well. Curtis Wilkerson, FoxSports.com. As always, man, appreciate it. Great stuff with the Jordan Walsh story. Great stuff covering Razorback basketball, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you here very soon. That all sounds great. Appreciate it, guys. All right, again, Curtis Wilkerson of FoxSports.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We will take a commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds on a wide open Wednesday, so stay with us. March, Mitch making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this month would be a lot smoother. Gosh. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. 
How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Check us out online at RedRiverDodge.com during Ram Truck Month. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. Join us for Rockin' Relief Wednesday at Sticky's Rock and Roll Chicken Shack, helping those affected by the March 31st tornadoes. See performances by Blaine Howard, Bad Habit, and Justin Moore. More information at 1037thebuzz.com. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Make Brewskies your go-to happy hour spot every Friday. Monday through Friday, happy hour goes till 7 p.m. But wait, actually, happy hour doesn't end on Friday. Every Friday, it's all day and all night happy hour. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. So come get your grub on. It's Whiskey Wednesdays at Brewskies and Poker Night. Two games nightly, first game at 7 p.m., cash prizes and whiskey specials all day. Whiskey Wednesday and Poker Night, Wednesday at Brewskies. So, you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch carries a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine. Hey, this is Trey Johnson with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. The number one North Star truck bed dealer in the world. Plus, J&I truck beds, Warner truck beds, and RKI truck beds. Winches, brush guards, Kurt, B&W, gooseneck balls, fifth wheel hitches, receiver hitches, along with a full line of WeatherTech accessories. HJ Trailer Sales, 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Find us on Facebook or online at hjtrailersales.com. If there's an accessory for your truck, we carry it. H.J. Trailer Sales. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Honey, what should we do today? Let's climb that Pinnacle Mountain. Sounds great. I believe you turn here on Rodney Parham. Arkansans know that not everything here sounds like it's spelled. For example, great customer service is pronounced Guadney. Buick GMC. And right now is the best time of the year to trade up in North Little Rock. New Sierras at just 0.9%. GMC Terrain at 1.9%. And how about no payments for three months? Plus, those with storm claims in Pulaski, Cross, or Lone Oak Counties may qualify for an extra $1,000 rebate. See dealer for details. Oh, that was fun. Now let's go visit El Dorado. Is that in Saline County? Should I turn here on Cantrell? Never mind. Let's just go visit Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball way up in the air, way deep right field. Get out of here. Brady Slavens with a go-ahead home run. That ball could have seeded the clouds if there were any above Baumwalker Stadium. Second home run of the season. The Hogs have the lead in the fourth inning. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get the Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. All vehicles, sales tax is paid on all of them. So that's new or pre-owned through the month of April. And take advantage of no payments for 90 days. So getting some great deals at Guadney, you get an additional $1,000 rebate on new Chevy purchases. 
for residents of Pulaski Cross and Lono counties that are dealing with some storm damage. And if you present a storm damage claim on the current vehicle, you'll be eligible for that. Also, 0% on 22 Silverados, 1.9% on 23 Equinox when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. So make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuatneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. They're always actively buying vehicles at Guadney Chevrolet. So you're going to get a great deal on that vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's a wide open Wednesday, and we'll have what's trending the world of sports here in just a second. But on our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, I've seen a few things like this. It comes from the 870. It says, guys, what do you like or what do you think of the portal versus high school player recruitment? I'll take experienced, good, physically advanced players over high school players any day. I really like the portal. It, it's, uh, it's still the same type of deal. Okay, so from high school, you're getting some young players, and you don't know how they're going to transition to the next level. When you get players from the portal, there's hits and misses from the portal. Sometimes you get players that adjust well to your program. Other times you get players that don't adjust as well. So you're taking a gamble either way. But getting those older, more experienced players, it does seem to have that type of advantage there. But still, there are misses that come from the portal also. Oh, yeah. I mean, even at Arkansas, there's been some guys that they've brought in that uh, were misses, or at least ones that didn't really have the impact that – Maybe they were hoping for, but I, you know now time's gone on. I think that the portal has certainly given you the quickest fix, or at least given the quickest impact for some of these guys uh, because of some of them playing at high level college basketball. You know, it's like okay, well, if these guys are good enough to play at this level and to do that at this conference or this school or whatever, then we can bring them in and know that we're at least getting that out of them. You know, like with Ricky Council this past year, we was Wichita State. Like, you knew he was sixth man of the year. It's like, okay, he's good enough to play at Wichita State and end that level. Let's bring him in and take him to the next level. Same with a, a Jalen Graham at Arizona State. If he was good enough to play there, he's good enough to play at Arkansas. So, yeah, you know, you, you look at it those in those ways. And then even the, all the transfers they have coming in this year, like, you got, what is it, three players from the AAC, you got a player from the Pac-12, and then a player from the ACC. So it's like, those guys are good enough to play for good teams, especially at those levels they can be good enough to come right in and, and at least pl- and at least understand and, and be able to adjust to the college game. But uh, I, I think that you got to have it, – it's hit and misses, just like everything else, but you got to have a balance of it. And I think that's why Muss has got I guess, two high school recruits coming in. He's like, these are still two players we can rely on, maybe develop, and uh, see where they go. And so just putting it all together, I think uh, both ways it works, but I certainly think the portal has, has uh, worked out for Arkansas and for Eric Musselman tremendously so far as well. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into what's trending in the world of sports. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? I know we'll probably have more to say about this in the second hour or two, but the NBA playoffs last night, he had three games. Celtics take care of business against the Atlanta Hawks by a final score of 119-106. to Boston leads that series 2-0, and the Cavaliers were able to bounce back against the Knicks 107-90, to so that game is now tied at a series of piece, or a game apiece, and then uh, the really entertaining one, which had a lot of tension and heat, no pun intended. Suns and Clippers. Suns bounce back after the Clippers lost. They beat LA 123-109. to So pretty entertaining game for the most part last night. And uh, I think still think the Celtics are going to make short work of the Hawks. Not saying that they'll sweep them. They may. But uh, the other two series, though, or at least the other two games from last night in those series, there's good chances that those could go for six, maybe even seven games with these those four teams are playing especially. You're, you're talking about the 4-5 matchup in both conferences when you look at the Knicks and Cavs in the East and Clippers and Suns in the West. So you're talking about some teams that are close in the standings and they weren't separated by much. So 
That's why you see those more competitive series, whereas with the Hawks, they were the last team in in the East and uh, and taking on, uh, or they were next to last. They were seven seed, and the Celtics are set, uh, two seed. So you got a two and a seven there, and a lot of separation in, in those teams and what they are able to do on the court. Well, yesterday we talked about Draymond Green and uh, the whole instant of using Sabonis' chest as a trampoline. I uh, did get ejected. But I think most people, and even here on the show, are like, ah, you know, don't think he'll get suspended. Well, no, because he actually did. The NBA came out and said that he would be suspended for Game 3 of the playoffs. And even NBA Executive Vice President and Head of Basketball Operations Joe Dumars said that Draymond Green's excessive and over-the-top actions, as well as his history as a repeat offender, were instrumental in the league's decision to suspend him for Game 3. Don't like the fact that he was suspended, but... Do like the fact that at least they were honest about it and they were truthful in saying that history played a big part in this. Yeah, and that's kind of when you know I still felt like he wasn't going to be suspended, and when it came out, I, and then I saw that explanation, I'm like, I get it. You know, if it was somebody that had no history of anything and it happened, maybe it's different. But because it's Draymond, uh, that's how it goes down. But but I don't but know. It, you know, based on his reputation, sometimes even in a game. There are certain calls that go against him just based on his reputation. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the case. And that's not even singling Draymond out. It's players in general that they shouldn't get a foul called on him just because there's a history with certain reps or certain crews. It shouldn't happen like that. They're not. They're supposed to be unbiased. Yeah. I guess it's just tough, like human nature, you know, when it's like you, you see, hey, it's this, you know, this guy's known for this. It's tough to take that element out of it and just have like a refresh start every game. I'm sure it's tough, but you're right. It should be consistent. In theory, it should be. But uh, he's going to be suspended for that game. And uh, I did see that. So, so. Let, let's think about it the other way. If, if Sabonis does that to Draymond, now all of a sudden Sabonis isn't suspended because he doesn't have a history. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Yeah, I guess that, and you're right because I don't know. It's, it's, it's like it's to me when they looked at the action, they say, oh, his behavior and all that. I just wondered, too, on top of that, was it also his antics after the you know timeout and he's over there hype you know getting after the crowd and stuff? Was it just all encompassing? I don't know. Yeah, that played it's a weird. part in it, but it shouldn't have either because all Draymond is doing at that time is just saying to the fans, "You're booing me, bring it on," mm-hmm. because we're about to get back in this game and and show you what what happens here on the court. Yeah. And I, so you uh, understand the flagrant two and him being right, ejected, right. but at the same time. You can understand why he's getting after the crowd like that because all he's saying is, okay, boo me all you want, but watch what happens. Yeah, because here's the thing, and it just, again, playing devil's advocate on the whole deal. So you're saying that if he doesn't hype up the crowd and everything, then it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe he's not suspended. And if he didn't have a history, oh, he's maybe not suspended. I'm like, you can't just accumulate everything right. and then just say, oh, because of all this stuff is why he's suspended. Because I'm like, what so, if he went so and sat he down, goes, he's fine? Yeah, he goes to the bench and he just sits down quietly. <laughs> he's not going to get suspended? Come on. Yeah, that doesn't make any any sense. But, hey, it is what it is. He is suspended game three. We'll have more headlines, though. We're up against the top of the hour update coming up, as well as Pat Bradley next year on Out of Bounds. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. How important is price when buying tires? Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tire